you grow up with a lack of parental supervision? Do you know all the lyrics to The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Remember Mayor McCheese and the Fry Guys? Have an inexplicable love for the California Raisins? Can you remember Madonna's original face? Then you might be a part of the Doom Generation. Laugh until you cry with us each week as we stumble blindly through the memories of the movie and other random things that doomed us to be the salty, sarcastic, sardonic ladies we want to hang with. You know us. You love us. You can't f***ing live without us. Doom, Doom Generation. Available everywhere you find podcasts. What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. After the show, please be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, Good Pods, or wherever you listen. The feedback helps us out a lot. Also, we assume that you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned that there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. <laughs> Enjoy. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. And I can see your things on my screen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm just being stupid. <laughs> Going into Beavis butthead can, mode. I can see your things on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> she, she said thanks. <laughs> Welcome to the Rewatch Recap. My name is Dustin, and I am here with Kay from Fuck My Work Life. Hello. Hello. And we're here to talk about the penultimate episode of My So-Called Life <laughs> called Weekend. Yeah. This yeah. is a fun episode. <laughs> it is a great, it's a good one. That's the reason why I wanted you to recap this one. Kay is recapping this episode. So we're going to be really, you know, it'll be fun to get into. But before we do... I wanted mm -hmm. to note something that I found out and I totally, I kind of think I found out about this years ago, but I didn't remember it until I happened to see it again just recently. And I wish I would have known at the start of recapping all of my so-called life, but I didn't. So since this episode has a big focus on Rayanne and her shenanigans, mm -hmm. <laughs> did you know that AJ Langer who plays Rayanne is a countess? I remember hearing that. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, like years I ago. Exactly. I totally forgot all about this and how I just happened to see it. I was like, oh, wow. And it just flew out of my mind. But um, by the way, her name is, her full name is Allison Joy Courtney. Okay. Countess of Devon. So now did she marry into that or? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, she basically pulled a Meghan Markle in a way. Um, and married into some, I guess if you're a countess, you're a count or an earl, you're kind of royalty in a way, right? I mean, is that how that works? I don't know. They're, they have so many titles and shit. I'm not quite sure. I mean, if you have a title, you seem like royalty to me. That's just. Yeah, it's something. Maybe not like official royal family, but you are like. They're all like distant cousins of each other. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like high, high class, high society whatever if any of my british listeners or any of my friends are listening and know how all this works please update me i would like to know just you know 
comment on the post for this episode and let us know. I want to know about this, how that, how that all works. I don't get it. What is being an Earl in relation to like the queen and the king and yeah. all, you know, I just want to know. I don't know anything about it. I feel like it has something to do with like land and shit, but I don't know. Yeah. It's <laughs> all about who govern, I guess kind of govern in a way, you know, yeah. old school governing, you know, but um, yeah, she married Charles Courtney of, um, Devon, I guess, and <laughs> in April of 2005, and when his father died, he became Earl of Devon, making her the Countess. Mm-hmm. And they had two children, who uh, a boy and a girl, uh, a lord and a lady. Mm-hmm. Which I thought that's so weird it to was think really of Rianne having you know having a title like this. It's so weird. Yeah. But, um, they live in London at Powderham Castle. Mm-hmm. She lives in a freaking castle. That's pretty amazing. I wonder <laughs> she if came he's from Ohio. I wonder if he saw my so-called life and fell madly in love with her. And he's like, I don't I'm, know. I'm going to get that girl. I need a wild girl. <laughs> so they married in 2005. I know. I mean, it's, it's probably 10 years later, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. 11, 11 yeah. years later, probably. But I mean, now they have like their kids are probably going into their teens at this point. I'm sure. I mean, usually you would have kids not long after you get married. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. especially if you're. Gotta secure that bloodline. (laughs) Yeah, gotta secure the bloodline. So, so I'm wondering if she'll ever show them my so-called life. Oh, I hope so. I hope so too. I want to. I want. I want to know about their reactions. I think that'd be mummy. Mummy, mummy. You a slut on this show, mummy. (laughs) Mummy, drinking is bad. (laughs) So yeah, it's very modern day Downton Abbey situation. Yeah. Did you watch Downton Abbey? Of course I did. Oh, good for you. Good for you. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I watched it a couple times. Oh, really? That's I did yeah. too. Well, I didn't finish it originally. Like I think I stopped in the next to last season or series or how you mm-hmm. want to say it. And then I kind of went back and restarted that season to finish it out. And then I'll watch the two movies. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny how they kind of have like what, uh, um, Robert and oh my gosh, what's her name? Uh, oh my gosh, the wife who's American, yeah, Elizabeth McGovern, right? That's who plays her, yeah. Man, I don't remember her name. I don't, want, I don't gotta look it up, but yeah, Lady Robert, Mary. the Earl of Grantham, mm-hmm. Lady <laughs> Grantham. The, Grantham, yeah, so Mr. Bates, okay, oh, no, uh, Cora, Cora, yes, Cora Crawley. It's so funny how they have a different name, last name. They call them Lord Grantham, but his last name is Crawley. And it's, I, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'd be like. That's why I think it has to do with like land and shit. Like you, you take on the name of, I don't the fucking estate know. you live on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You... Which is funny. The, the, the estate is Downton Abbey. Right. So, but the town is Downton, right? Right. And the, well, the house is Downton Abbey. The estate is all Downton. Yeah. So, and that's part of the town or something. Like, I don't know how this works. <laughs> it's really confusing. It doesn't make any sense. Again, British friends, listeners, let us know. I want to just spell it out for us, you know, yeah. if you have to. And maybe we'll come back with the follow up and, and explain to other listeners how that how that all works. But yeah, yeah, I just thought that was interesting to uh, throw out there about AJ Langer, Allison Joy, which is so yeah. it's so weird. She still looks great, by the way. Yeah, she looked exactly the same. And she looks incredibly in love with her husband and all these Aww. photos. It looks genuine, you know, not, not yeah. that tight-lipped, we're proper type people. They look happy and in love. And 
I was like, oh, I envy her. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because oh, she well. still pops up in things every now and then, right? Like, she's still acting. I don't know if she's still acting. I know she did for a while, probably before, you know, she got married, you know, moved to England. So I thought she was in a, like, you know, not anything regular, but, you know, guest spots on TV shows and stuff yeah. here and there. Yeah, she was. I don't remember everything she was in, but just little bit parts of it. And every so often I was like, oh my gosh, it's Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I love when you're like, what the hell? Why my voice got so high? <laughs> I'm Mickey Mouse. Oh yeah, it looks like the last thing she did was 2013. Oh, so she still was acting after she got married. Okay. Yeah. Not much. Well, good for her. But yeah, she had a couple things after she got married. Was it anything American or is it British or? Uh, Kristen's Christmas Past TV movie, um, Private Practice. She was on 14 episodes of Private Practice. Oh, oh, uh, I think I do remember her on Private Practice. So I watched a little bit of that. So Yeah, that was like the most notable thing. Eyes, which I've never heard of, TV series. She was on like 12 episodes of that, but yeah, but not much. I'm glad she kept with her passion for acting. Yeah. Small and then town she's girl like, from Ohio. And then she's like, fuck this. I have a castle. <laughs> I'm gonna... I have something to fall back on. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm just going to think that she does theater in London. She probably does. Yeah. Or at least like supports it or produces something. I'm sure. You know, yeah. That's probably. Yeah. I wonder. We'll have to find out more about that. But anyway. So, yes, we are on episode 18 called Weekend, which I wonder what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what this is about? But uh, Kay is going to take over recapping responsibilities for this episode. And I guess we'll get started. So take it away, Kay. Go now. Go. So this is a, a episode kind of sort of from Danielle's point of view. At least the voiceovers are from Danielle. And, you know. If you've listened to the show up to this point, you know that we love Danielle and we think oh, she God. needs she needs more attention. But I feel like going into this, I was like, oh, this is going to be from Danielle's point of view. And then she's still just like a secondary character. She's just kind of involved in stuff more. But Right. And she notices. She knows that she's a secondary character. Right. That's the funny thing. <laughs> yeah. Which makes her even more incredible. Yeah. I love <laughs> you know? her. I wish, you know, if they, I wish they'd had further seasons so that we could have gotten more episodes about her. But, I know. Fan fiction. Okay. (laughs) So we open on Danielle and she's standing in Patty's bedroom and she's playing the original Game Boy. Now, kids, these little Game Boys had a little green screen with black 2D graphics, but we thought it was the coolest goddamn thing in the world. And it was like two by four or two by three inch screen. It was really small. It's tiny. I think the only thing I ever really played on that was Tetris. (laughs) Yeah, I think I played Super Mario Brothers on there, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so she's sitting there in Patty's room, and she's playing that, and her voiceover says, my whole life is waiting for something to happen. And Camille and Patty are going through Patty's closet. They're picking out clothes because Patty is packing for a weekend trip that Patty and Graham are taking. And Camille has brought over all kinds of, you know, sexy slinky things for patty and she holds up this black dress and says that maybe the very dress that gave andy his heart attack and <laughs> <laughs> and patty is being you know kind of prudish and they're going on and on and danielle she's kind of like looking up from her her game boy every once in a while and she says it's so easy to listen in on grown-ups conversations 
You just act like you're playing some boring game. And this is why Danielle knows everything. Exactly. Because, because she's just there soaking everything up. <laughs> a little super spy, that Danielle. Gotta love her. Gotta love her. Yeah. And so, yeah, so Patty's being prudish about this dress. And she's like, it's just so backless. And it's not her. Um, and then she kind of mentions that she's upset because Graham isn't home yet. He's meeting with the restaurant investors, to which Camille says, oh, he's with that Hallie Lowenthal person. And that's what Danielle kind of peeks up from the Game Boy when she hears Hallie Lowenthal's name. Have you ever noticed that like when anybody dislikes somebody, it's always that per that so-and-so person. Yeah. Like Patty always says that Rayanne person when she yeah. didn't like Rayanne. That Ricky person. Yeah. And I think it's funny how... Camille says men love backs yeah <laughs> and I'm like you know what she's not wrong I I love a good back on a guy for sure yeah. so I'm sure that the same goes for straight men like a back good backs on a girl you know yeah. so oh, there's definitely back men out there who are in the backs <laughs> maybe got <a> back <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh he was talking about that back no <laughs> yeah oh my gosh we didn't know <laughs> this song is so different now um and then Patty says she's not upset because he's with Hallie Lowenthal. She's upset because Neil and Marla are going to be there any minute and he hasn't come home yet. But then she re reiterates, and I'm not upset. Okay, Patty, sure. So you're upset. Yeah. <laughs> You've said upset like four times. I'm not upset. I'm not I'm upset. Not, I'm um, not are upset. you Who are you trying to convince with this? Right. So then they, they start talking about how they can't believe Marla is still dating Deal and Deal, Neil, and mm -hmm. it must must be a prison sentence. And we don't really know much about Neil at all. We've seen him pop in a couple times. We know he's Graham's brother, right? But other than that. We know he's a shit talker. Yeah. Like he he doesn't know what he's talking about or he like, he just lies. You can tell he lies because he doesn't, like when he, that one time when Patty's talking to him, he's just like, uh, well, Howdy Lowenthal, um, well, uh, uh. Oh, and like he's right, being right, yeah. You know? Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if his storyline would have gone somewhere had the show continued. <laughs> we would have gotten to know more about him i don't know i don't know but i will say that um i do know one thing about him is that <laughs> he was actually on roseanne did you know that i don't know if you remember him at all uh-uh yeah so yeah okay so the actor who plays him his name is oh my gosh i just totally forgot it where is it at uh hit okay his name is Danton Stone. What a name, by the way. Oh. Danton Stone. And he played Jerry Bowman, one of the Connors' many neighbors on Roseanne. The one with the uptight wife who didn't like Roseanne. And do you remember that at all? I don't remember much about that show. I watched oh. it when it was originally on and never went back to it. So it's been, a, it's been a very long time. Oh, you should. I mean, I know everybody has a thing with Roseanne Arnold or Roseanne Barr, whatever the hell her name is now, but it was still a great show and very well written, you know, at the yeah. time. So that's something you should definitely rewatch at some point. Um, but yeah, he was on that and he was a more likable character for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out. So they're talking about Neil and then Camille holds up this like slinky silk Nighty that she's brought and said she got it from that catalog. Like, oh, what catalog is that? Oh. And at that point, Danielle's voiceover says, it's truly amazing. 
I have the power to be invisible. Yes, you do, girl. (laughs) Nobody notices you. Um, And it's at that moment Patty turns to Danielle and tells her to go get a piece of fruit. So a couple things here. I feel like it's weird. I would not want to be borrowing like sexy clothes from someone. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's basically a top. It's not like panties. No, but it's still like, you know, you know, shit happened in that the thing when Camille and Andy were <laughs> like, it's just it's just weird to me. I, I feel like that's something you probably want to buy for yourself and keep it to yourself. Uh, but whatever. They're really close. Good for them. Yeah, they're like sisters in a way. So, yeah. And then I just thought, well, I would definitely not want to borrow one of those for my sister. <laughs> hey, if sis, I had one. I wear your sexy negligee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just weird to me. And then. I don't know. It was just kind of funny that she was like, Danielle, go get a piece of fruit. Not like just go play in another room or something. It was just very specific. Adults are talking. Get out yeah. of here. Yeah. Go get a piece of fruit. It's a very patty thing to say. <laughs> um, so Danielle says that Angela and Ricky kicked her out of the kitchen. Patty tells her to leave. And then she rolls her eyes and walks out. Her voice voiceover says, my life is different people kicking me out of different rooms. <laughs> I feel your pain, Danielle. <laughs> I feel it. I'm the younger sibling. I was kicked out of a lot of rooms mm. going up. Mm-hmm. They did not want to hear me talking. They didn't want me to hear what they were talking about. But I did pick up on a lot of stuff. People don't realize that the younger sibling, because they've already been through it with their older child. And, you know, they're like, they've sheltered them enough and now once the younger sibling comes around they're just kind of like freely talking yeah. and then they they start realizing oh crap i'm freely talking in front of the younger kid we mm-hmm. gotta get them out of the room it's like i've already picked up a lot <laughs> at this point uh-huh. <laughs> i know everything that's happening mom mm-hmm. so patty's telling camille that her and graham haven't been alone in a very long time and they need this weekend to reconnect and camille says patty i know exactly what she needs and just out of nowhere she just pulls out of this box containing handcuffs. And Patty's reaction is so incredibly overdramatic and cheesy. She's just like, oh, my God, like clutching her fake pearls. Like, oh, you have these? And it's just like, Jesus, Patty. I do declare. <laughs> yes. This is so risque. Yeah, it's just so dramatic. And I, I thought it was funny because these are just straight up handcuffs right there's no satin lining there's no fur lining i'm like these could get really uncomfortable in certain situations yeah they could burrow into your skin while you're like (laughs) in the act of pleasure i guess right (laughs) the handcuffs weren't really from like the pleasure palace i feel like they were just i don't know i don't know where you'd buy regular handcuffs the cop store that quote catalog (laughs) yeah oh yeah could be All right, so now we're in the kitchen, and Angela and Ricky are looking through magazines, yaying or naying something. I don't know what. I don't know if it's like the outfits or the people. She's like, yay or nay. Um, and then Danielle walks into the kitchen, opens up the fridge, and, and An- Angela immediately like tells her to go help their mom pack. I don't even think she looks up at her. She's just like, Danielle, go help mom pack. Yeah, she's <laughs> the only person that notices Danielle because she doesn't want her around. Right. It's just kind of funny how she's like, doesn't even look up. She's like, Danielle, why don't you help mom? Like yeah. The second she walks in, she's like, I can smell her. She's in the room. <laughs> uh, and then the phone rings. Angela picks it up and it's Rayanne. And she's calling from a phone booth for some reason, looking for Ricky. Angela kind of hands him the phone and grabs Danielle and they walk out of the kitchen. And you could tell Angela's annoyed that Rayanne is calling her house. 
Uh, so Ricky picks up the phone and Rayanne's like, hey, it's Raygun. What's shaking? <laughs> and she's like, Angela barely said hello. And Ricky like, just looks so uncomfortable. And he's like, don't put me in the middle of this. And she's like, I didn't put you there. That's just where you are. It's just like classic Rayanne to just whatever. I don't care how you're feeling. Yeah, and you could just tell he's feels really awkward and uncomfortable. I mean, how, I mean, in a way, how rude of you to call Angela's house. Yeah. You know, and then say, Angela, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to Ricky. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. You, you know, you don't call me. <laughs> you just be bored by yourself because that's the situation you put yourself in. Right. You don't call me. Yeah, it, it's rude. And I think it's her just trying to wedge her way back in. And Ange- Angela's just not having it. Like, I still exist. I'm still here type of yeah. thing. Yeah. You'll forgive me someday if I just keep pestering you. Yeah, I guess so. In the, in the, is it foyer, 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 whatever. In the foyer, Camila is leaving and she asks the girls if they want them, if they want to stay with her for the weekend. And Angela's like, no, she's looking forward to a weekend alone. And then Patty, I like this conversation. Patty's like, did you kick your sister out of the kitchen? She's like, mom, she's being impossible. And then Patty, Angela, this is a really big responsibility being here all alone this weekend. She's like, Mom, I've been alone with Danielle before. <laughs> Patty's like, yes, and I can't help but recall the time you put her in the dryer. <laughs> Angela's and, like, she begged me to do it. Yeah, that was so long ago, and she begged me to do it. And Patty's like, whoever's idea it was, I don't want to come home and find anyone in an appliance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not asking for much. No, I mean, I think that's a pretty pretty reasonable request. <laughs> um. And then Angela's like, it's just going to be me and Ricky. What could possibly happen? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, don't say those words. It's <laughs> no. like, I'll be right back or something, right. you know. You just jinxed yourself big time. So Angela's walking back into the kitchen to ask Enrique what he wants for dinner. I like that she was calling him Enrique now. Yeah. And then, but he's still on the phone with Rianne and he tells her like, he doesn't want to tie up their line. And she's like, oh, you're not allowed to talk to me now. And then he's just like, just try me at Katimsky's later. Like, she is definitely putting him in the middle. Like, yeah, she, she is, is. She totally she, is. And guilt tripping him about it, too. Yeah. For a situation she created. But uh, I want to take a pause and say, kids, back in the day, we only had one phone line to the <laughs> house with several <laughs> phones connected to that one line. So, like, anyone could pick up the phone. You could hear a conversation that was going on in another room in the house. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and you only usually had – you might have had some call waiting. So, you might have heard a bloop, bloop, you know, with somebody calling in. But you're tying up the line. It's right. You know, and no one can get through if you're still on the phone. So. Yeah. Until well, voicemail came along and you could still kind of get through and leave a voice message. Mm-hmm. But before that, at this point, in the early 90s, we had – answering machines with a little yep. cassette tape mm-hmm. which we talked about cassette tapes before remember kids yeah. and <laughs> so just a little blast from the past there yeah if you tried to call someone's house you would just get <laughs> before calling Busy line, like, yeah. yep oh the good old days do you remember like apparently there was a thing called the party line back yeah. in the day where it was like several houses shared a phone number and oh. You would have to like, 
basically plan like when you could use the phone and anybody from a different house could like pick it up and hear you talking on the phone oh i didn't know about that i was just thinking it was like three-way calling where you could like call in a third person no this is more of like a rural thing where it was like one line going to this like a certain community like just a few people had phones you know and it was all spread mainly in the country you know yeah so but yeah that's something that happened too like one of our teachers told us about this when we were in high school we thought yeah. wow that is weird that is weird <laughs> it's bad enough to have your brother pick up the phone when you're on it and try to listen into your conversation can you imagine your neighbor down the road yeah mrs oh. kravitz down the street listening yeah. <laughs> in and probably telling your you know parents everything you're saying right oh <laughs> That's weird. Never heard of that. <clears throat> All right. So now we're we're back in Patty's bedroom and Patty's like looking at the handcuffs. She's trying the key in the lock. And we hear Danielle kind of yell in that, hi, dad, you're late. <laughs> He's like, I know. Um, so Graham walks in the door and Patty quickly stuffs the handcuffs under the pillows and she pockets the key. He's got grease or something all over his shirt. And he's like, I know, and I'll be ready in five minutes. And then he immediately starts to bitch about why he's late. And, you know, it was car trouble. But then we find out it wasn't his car. It was Hallie Lowenthal's. And Patty kind of rolls her eyes and is like, oh. And Graham says. Why can't they just call her Hallie at this point? Right. It's oh, They do that with a lot of characters. It's always Jordan Catalano and Hallie Lowenthal. You Delia know, Fisher. Brian Krakow. <laughs> Sharon Chersky. Yeah. I don't know why. It's weird. And Rayanne Graff. Mm-hmm. You know, the only two that don't do it is Angela. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they say, like, Ricky Vasquez is, is called when they're referencing him, but they don't call, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just Ricky, mainly. Just Ricky, yeah. So it's usually Krakow or Brian Krakow. I don't know why they do that. It's so strange to me. Like, yeah. there's not that many people with the same name as you, so. Right. Like, they would know who Hallie is at this point that they don't have to be like, you know, Hallie Lowenthal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Graham is annoying. He's like, she's got this really loud, obnoxious car that wouldn't start. So he looked under her hood and Patty did not like that. She's like, you looked under Patty Lowenthal's hood or Patty, Hallie Lowenthal's hood. (laughs) And he's like, well, I couldn't just leave her there. Like her engine is literally held together by string. And that's when Patty reasonably asks, well, couldn't she call Brad? Isn't that what fiancés are for? And then Graham finally tells her that Brad and Hallie have broken up. Didn't I tell you? Yeah. No, No, you did not. No. And I'm glad he didn't mention how long ago it was. Right. (laughs) Because it's been a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And like you can tell, she's she's trying really hard not to come off as pissed as she must be on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and right at this moment, the doorbell rings, and you could tell Graham's like, "Whoo! All right, must be them. Gotta go," because he knows this is gonna be a shitstorm. Shithead. Um, shithead. You damn shithead. Yeah, dick. Okay. Shitted. <laughs> So downstairs, Danielle opens the door to find Neil and a red-headed woman who is played by Laura Innes. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And she's been in a million things, but I remember her from ER. Did you yes. ever watch ER? Yeah. That's. I was like, I knew she it was something around that time that yeah. she showed up and she had a cane, didn't she? Yep. Yep. Was she like the head of administration or something? Or She was some big wig. Yeah. And she was kind of a bitch i think in er right yeah for the most part for a while i didn't really watch mm-hmm. er i just kind of caught it off and on but i remember seeing it's like hey yeah she was on my so-called life 
Yeah. <laughs> and she's just playing this like weird ditzy character in this episode, which was kind of weird because I didn't, I watched my so-called life before I watched ER and I didn't remember her from my so-called life when I did watch ER. So it was when I rewatched it later, I was like, huh, that's the bitchy woman from ER. But yeah. I know, completely different type of character too. Right. So, so the, Danielle doesn't even say hi. She's like, you're not Marla. <laughs> like, <laughs> Patty's running down the stairs and she's like, Danielle. And then they, they're both kind of looking at Neil and this woman. And Neil introduces her as Cheryl Fleck. And then she he tosses a box of Cracker Jacks to Danielle. She's like, thanks, and turns and runs away. And her voiceover says, God, Uncle Neil gives the lamest presents on earth. <laughs> oh, no, she didn't just say thanks. She goes, thanks. Like, she's so <laughs> overly happy about it. But then it's like, God, this is so lame. <laughs> <laughs> she's the best. She knows how to uh, to schmooze. Yeah. For sure. She's got that that manipulation down. Oh, thank you. The Cracker Jacks come up a lot throughout the episode, though, which is funny. Yeah, they come in handy, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Patty invites them in, and Graham is like, um, Neil, you want to help me with my bags? And he looks down. He's like, uh, aren't those the bags right there? And he's like, just come help me. And they kind of go upstairs. And Cheryl's standing there, clueless to the total awkwardness that is happening around her. And she tells Patty, I love your foyer. <laughs> and Patty just looks at her and she's like, oh, I'll be right back. And she runs upstairs and follows. How awkward the men. is that for this woman? <laughs> right. I feel so bad for her. Like, and plus, like, why would you leave a total stranger alone in your house? <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. She just seems she doesn't seem to like feel the awkwardness though. She's just like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like she comes off as slightly clueless. <laughs> so Patty and Graham both kind of confront Neil. They're like, where's Marla? And he's like, we broke up again. But don't worry. You'll love Cheryl. She's incredible. You spend five minutes with her in the car. You're going to love her. Cut to the car. And she is telling the story. And I'm, I'm going to tell you the story. I hear this honk, right? And there's this cute guy in the car next to me rolling down his window. So I roll down my window. So then he holds up this piece of paper and he shouts out to me, hey, this flew out of your car. And I'm thinking, my God, what did I lose? And then right before the light turns green, he holds the paper out and I reach my arm out and all these people are behind us honking. But he gives me the piece of paper. So then I pull over to the side of the road and I look at the paper and you know what it says? And Graham just is like, hi, I'm Neil call me and she's like how did you know that and she has this really obnoxious laugh that i <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's so obnoxious oh my god <laughs> but it's kind of contagious in a way like right she was like <laughs> and she starts digging through her purse and she's like i think i got a couple doobies in here somewhere <laughs> i'm like yes please she is my friend <laughs> kids i don't know if you call them doobies anymore but they're basically joints right like, ganja ganja <laughs> the wacky tabacky mary yes. jane <laughs> reefer that's right all all the things <laughs> <laughs> and so now we're in angela's room and angela ricky and danielle are kind of at her vanity and angela's trying on lipstick Ricky's putting on eyeliner. Um, 
And Angela tells him she wouldn't take it personally if he wanted to hang with Rianne this weekend. And he tells her, no, I want to hang here. And Angela's like, so does she ask about me? And in the meantime, Danielle is over there, like, picking up the lipstick that Angela's putting on and trying it on. And again, without even really looking at her, Angela's, like, reaching up and grabbing the stuff away from Danielle and <laughs> taking it away from her. Um, but even when that's happening, Danielle's like, it's so cool to be hanging with my big sister and her cool friend. <laughs> you know, she's just kind of peripherally hanging out with them. Yeah. It's kind of You just sweet. want to be around. You want to be included in the room. You know, yeah. that's all you wanted. And it makes you feel older, you know, yeah. more mature. And yeah, but whatever. I think she feels like this weekend is her opportunity. She's like, you, you can't, you have to deal with me because you're in charge of me. So I'm just gonna follow you everywhere. Exactly. Like she, Why wouldn't you? She, she's not being obnoxious, though, right? She's just observing and hanging out. You she's know, just there. Yeah. But I get it. Like when she's not doing her boring. Danielle stuff where she's talking about stuff that happened at school or <laughs> this girl doesn't like this boy. And you know, and she's not doing any of that. She's just listening and observing yeah. the entire time. Yeah. So now we're in Patty and Graham's hotel or bed and breakfast room, wherever they are. Shirtless Graham. Shirtless Graham. Yeah. Shirtless mm. Graham in the bed with like the, the blankets like up to his nipples, though. I know. Like, <laughs> are, is it cold? It must be cold. That's the only thing I think of. But. Because they and have a fireplace in there, don't they? It looked like they so. did. Yeah, it's like a quaint little cozy room. And Patty walks out of the bathroom in the nighty that Camille loaned to her. And she looks like she's feeling pretty self-conscious of un- and uncomfortable. But Graham is into it. And he's like, okay. And she gets in bed and they start kissing. And he's like, I love sex in a different bed. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's <was> exciting. <laughs> you know, it's nice. To, a little different, you know? Yeah. And then they hear Cheryl and Neil having sex in the next room, and you can hear, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Neil. Neil. Her obnoxious laugh. And, like, meanwhile, Grandma's being hot as hell, I must say. He's, like, licking Patty's face, and he's, like, wanting to get into it, and she just can't, like, focus, right? She's focused on stupid Cheryl and Neil. And she's like, you know, I wish Neil could have just waited until after this weekend was over to break up with Marla. And it's like, Patty. Shut the fuck up. Like, this weekend was so you and Graham could reconnect. Your husband is all over you right now. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And he's like, don't let her, don't let Cheryl ruin their weekend. And then she agrees and they go back to kissing and then they hear Cheryl laugh again. And it just totally taking Patty out of the moment. And she pulls away and she's cracking up and she just goes, doobies and just starts <laughs> laughing. And at first, Graham laughs, but then he's, like, trying to get back in the mood, and it's just, it's fucking ruined. She's ruined it. I love that. She's like, doobies. <laughs> doobies. <laughs> Patty gets funny in this episode later she on. She really does. This is, like, <laughs> Patty's moment to shine. Right. But right now, I'm so annoyed with her. I'm just like, dude, oh, yeah. your hot husband wants to bang, and you're just, like, obsessed over some girl your brother-in-law's dating. All you had to do is put on a, quote, sexy outfit, you know, right? and, and he's like, okay, boy, 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 boy you know. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I wish it'd be fun to get like a psychologist to just deeply analyze these characters and what's going on. In these Some moments. kind of like, yeah, couples therapist or something like, okay, this right? is their problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we already know what walls. their problem is, though. Yeah. They got many problems. <clears throat> So now we're back at the chases, and there's a knock on the door, and it's Rayanne. You know, she's got a 
freaking interject herself into everything. But she says she says she's there to get the six fifty that Ricky owes her. Angela's just kind of annoyed and is like, he's upstairs. And she just goes and runs on up there. What? Like, Angela, you just let her in the right. house? I'd be like, Ricky, come down here and give her your money and meet get her, her on out the porch, here. Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not coming to my house. I'm like, that just, she's just like, you're, he's upstairs. Yeah. And he's on the phone. And she, I mean, oh my God. Like, I know. I mean, I guess we wouldn't have this episode if that didn't happen, but. Uh, yeah, but still. <laughs> still. still. <laughs> How would you, okay, she betrayed your trust. She, you know, she's kind of stepping in your life right now and she doesn't need to be because you're like, get out of my life. Yeah. And then you just let her in the house? Right. What? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm guessing she probably just doesn't want confrontation, but at the same time, you could be like, I'll have him come down. Close the door. You know what I mean? Pick up the other line of the phone, like we were saying. Right. Ricky, by the way, <laughs> Rayanne's here to see you. Yeah. Get your ass down here. <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, Ryan goes running upstairs. And Ricky's in Patty's bedroom. He's on the phone with Mr. Katimsky, like telling him he's going to be back tomorrow night. And then Ryan walks in and closes the door behind her, which I thought was weird. And then just runs and jumps on the parents' bed. And she's like, hey, do you have that 650 you owe me? And he's like, I gave that to you four years ago. And, you know, she's just like kind of rolling around on the bed. She's like, I wouldn't mind spending a few hours here with someone special. And then she also says, I love sex on a different bed. <laughs> Good old boy, so-called life. Just, <laughs> you know, just let's reiterate what some oh, the kids say, the same thing that the adults say. Yep. So... Ricky's kind of taken aback and he's like, does Angela know you're here? And she's like, she knows God. Like, are you coming out with me tonight? And Ricky's like, I told you I'm here this weekend. And then Rayanne's like, so does Angela ask about me? So they're both like, I feel like they both want to reconnect, but Angela's definitely not ready. You know? It's I mean, it's like a breakup. It's like a regular breakup. You know, right. you want the other person to want you. Right. And <laughs> even if you don't want them, but it's yeah. obvious you do want them still. Yeah, I mean, you know. they had a, they were good friends for a while. You know, I'm sure Angela misses her, even though she feels completely betrayed by her. So then Rayanne discovers the box of the handcuffs under the pillow, and she opens it, and she's like, all right, Graham! This answers <laughs> a lot of questions about those two. She's very excited about the handcuffs. I love, the, I love the, <laughs> what she says. And she's like... She decides she's going to like put on the handcuffs yeah. <laughs> and handcuff Graham. herself to the headboard. Yeah. Don't hurt me, master. <laughs> Graham, that dinner you prepared just wasn't tasty enough. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Patty, I've been bad. Punish me. <laughs> yeah. So she's going through these scenarios and Ricky's like, Rayanne, no, give me, give me. And she clicks it on her wrist and then she clicks it on the headboard and it's just like, okay. And then Ricky's like looking around. He's like, Where'd you put the key? <laughs> she, Rayanne's like, what? And they cannot <laughs> find the key. And she says, Vasquez, calm yourself. It's got to be around here. We'll find it. And at this point, Angela walks in and she's like, looks like I might be staying a little longer than I thought. <laughs> it's like, you bitch. <sighs> like she you couldn't know, have unconsciously, known. you know she's so happy she got stuck there. Oh, yeah. She is. I mean, she couldn't have known that the key wasn't around, but... You know, now she's going to spend the weekend with them like she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So now we're back at the bed and breakfast and Patty's on the phone with Camille asking her to go check on the kids and get those handcuffy things because she feels weird about the kids finding them. I mean, I can understand if they had like the fuzz around the, the, the handcuffs and you would call them handcuffy things because right? they're like handcuffs because they're not like real handcuffs. But these were real handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> they're handcuffs. Don't call them handcuffy things. They're handcuffy handcuffs. Things, yeah. Well, so she, I know she tells Graham, you know, he walks in and he's mm -hmm. like, what's up? She was just checking on the kids. And yeah. they decide to go downstairs and they come downstairs to the, the argument. Yeah, to the argument yeah. between Neil and Cheryl who are arguing over some sports team. I don't know. And I don't understand people who get this worked up over sports. Right. Like because territorial kind of crap. It's like yeah. or pop culture stuff in general, like the MCU and how things should be. It's all toxic and stupid. Right. I'm like, guys, this is this doesn't affect you in real life. It doesn't really affect you. Yeah. Unless you've placed a bet, which you know, that's your fault. Right. <laughs> you know? So I don't get that at all. Yeah. So yeah, because like it looks like it's probably some kind of breakfast buffet or something. And Neil and Cheryl are already sitting down, and Patty and Graham are kind of walking up, and they are, like Cheryl is heated. She's like, "I'm entitled to my beliefs," <laughs> and like Patty and Graham are like, "Ooh, ooh, are they gonna break up?" And then they look back. They're like, "No, no, sit down." And like you said, they're talking about some stupid sports team. And Cheryl says they're overrated, and Neil's like, "Overrated? Oh, just stab me! Somebody, please stab me!" And Patty's like. Don't tempt me. <laughs> and everyone yeah, I love how everybody laughs at it too because they're like, everybody wants to stab Neil. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and then Jesus, fucking Patty. Patty has the greatest idea ever, and her face just lights up, and she's like, ice skating, and everyone's just like, oh God, no, Patty, that sounds horrible. But she keeps pushing, and she's like. We could plan out all of our activities and we could fill our days and blah, 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 blah. She just We only like, have limited time here. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. The fact that she kept saying plan over and over and yeah. over. Plan and this, fun. plan that. I'm like, okay, a weekend shouldn't be packed with plans. No. If you were taking like a week long trip, yeah, put some plans in there. I, I want to mm -hmm. go here on Tuesday. I want to go do this, you know. But like. The thing is, it's so funny how elated she gets when everybody finally relinquishes. Okay, fine. We'll do the ice skating. Because, yeah. like, Cheryl's like, you're so cute. Yeah, that's yeah. so cute. <laughs> that she's planning everything. Mm -hmm. And she just gets, when everybody just kind of, you know, fine, we'll go ice skating. Okay. And she's like, <gasps> she's, her face just glows. She's so happy that she's I getting what she wants. So much fun. Ugh, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then back at the, the Chase house, they're in Patty's bedroom. And Angela asks Rayanne why she doesn't have keys to her own handcuffs. And she's like, uh, well, they're not mine. She's like, fine. I guess they belong to some really perverted guy you know or something. And Rayanne's like, or your parents. And Angela's like, no, they're not my parents. <laughs> and, and Recky's like, yeah, they are. We found them here. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, fuck. Uh, and then Danielle jumps in on the bed and it was like, Wow. And of course, Angela's like, Danielle, leave. And she's like, no way. Like, Danielle, I'm serious. Mom left me in charge. Duh, I'm not leaving. I live here. Like, Good for you, Danielle. <laughs> exactly. Stand up for yourself, sweetheart. She's like, something's happening here. Like before, she's like, nothing ever happens in my life. And now she's like, something's happening and I'm going to be involved. Um, and then the doorbell rings. Angela goes downstairs and she's like, there's got to be a key. Find it. And, like, as she's coming downstairs, Camille is just walking in the front door with Sharon. 
And Angela like stops them. She's like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. And then Camille's like starts heading for the stairs because she's got to go get the handcuffy thingies. And Angela's like, sorry, go ahead. No, do you think that she brought Sharon along to be a distraction for Angela? Like, hey, why don't you show her this jumpsuit that you got? It could be. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Camille's kind of a no bullshit. She's just like, I got to grab something out of your parents' room, (laughs) you know? Well, she, yeah, for sure. But she doesn't want like the kids around when she grabs it out of the parents' room. So yeah, that's totally, I think that's why she brought Sharon along. Yeah, it could be. Oh, I got this jumpsuit. I know, jumpsuit. I was like, shut up, Sharon. Um, so yeah, Angela ensures her everything is fine. And she's like, oh, I got to get something out of your mom's room. And Angela's like, I'll get it. And Camille's like, no, no, that's okay. And she's like, no, I want to. She's like, why? (laughs) Why? Why? That is so exactly the point. Why? Because of respect for elders. (laughs) She's just pulling. It's totally lost in today's world. (laughs) She's just totally pulling anything out of her ass and Camille's like I'll get it myself and Angela's like cutting her off at the stairs and she's like no I have to talk to you Camille's about about justice (laughs) it's like where the fuck did that come from the look on Camille's face the perplexed look it's just oh my god just like what the fuck (laughs) like at this point any parent that is any way clued in would know that there's shit going down that she doesn't want her to see you know what i mean i mean come on you can't be that clueless right i mean uh. yeah and i feel like they're they know each other so well that she could just be like angela get the hell out of my way what's going on you know what i mean (laughs) anyway we are back at the b&b And Cheryl is in Patty's room and she's sitting on her bed saying how cool it is that Patty runs her own company. And Patty's like, every day. She's like, I want to do that or have a cappuccino cart. (laughs) She's just so flighty. Ambitions right there. A cappuccino cart. Not even a stand. Right. Not not an actual shop. shop. Yeah. A cart. A cart. (laughs) Low overhead. You know, I get it. So Cheryl is kind of going on. She's like, I mean, you've got this great job. You've got this husband and children. It must be so satisfying. Like with me, there's so many like paths I could choose. Every single possibility of life is like open to me. (laughs) Like she's saying all this and Patty's face is just like, I'm going to fucking murder you. (laughs) She's like, but you, I mean, your choices have been made. Your life is totally settled. It must really be like comforting. And Patty's like, looking at her again with daggers in her eyes and she's like yeah it is <laughs> yeah and i think part of it's like she knows she's kind of boring right yeah you boring know. and just you know it, it may look comforting on the outside but she's got all her own problems too you know oh yeah for sure but i mean it's not it's an every you know there's there's no other like the problem she has it's not nothing like cheryl's obviously Where, you know, she doesn't have a boyfriend. She's not tied down by anybody. She, you know, doesn't have, I guess, a steady job. And she's just so light-spirited. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and that is not Patty at all. So No. Yeah, I'm sure Patty's, like, slightly envious, which is why she annoys her. You know? Like, anyway. sure. So now they're in the lobby. And Patty is being type A, AF. (laughs) He's saying, like... (laughs) 
Okay, look, we can book spelunking for the afternoon. Like, I'm sorry, is that something you just do as a weekend activity? <laughs> I'm going to go spelunking. <laughs> yeah, like, so casual. Like, it's wintertime, and you're going to go into a cave. Right. <laughs> no. No. But she's like, that starts at three, so if we get back from ice skating by one, we'd have time to grab a quick bite before we go. And Cheryl's like, can you plan my life? <laughs> because she's just planning every freaking second. But then Neil comes in and informs them that there is no alcohol on the property at all. And they're like, Patty's like, that's not a big deal. And Cheryl's like, that's my worst nightmare, <laughs> which I I mean, I get, I could get through a weekend, but like, if you're expecting to go have a drink and have fun, like, you know, you find out there's no alcohol, I could be like, oh, this is stupid. I know. But like your worst nightmare is not having alcohol. <laughs> Well, she was probably being hyperbolic, but yeah. Well, I'm sure, but like, it was simply like, call AA somebody, right? please. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Get this girl help. And Patty's like, we're adults. Do we really need alcohol to have a good time? And Cheryl's like, yeah. You know, it was like, absolutely. And Cheryl's like, it's Saturday night. I want to partay down. She's <laughs> so annoying. Um, so after like kind of some back and forth, they decide that they're going to go try to find some alcohol in town. And for some reason, Patty's just like, well, I'll stay back and I'll rent the skates. She's like, it's not going to be that long, right? And Graham's like, how long could it possibly take? Another another famous like, last words. Mm-hmm, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, oh, no, mm-hmm. no. <sighs> yeah. And Patty is just so unwilling to relinquish her plans. Right. While like, they go why- hunt for liquor. Like, just go with them. Why do you need to like, play it by ear? You know, right? Uh, so now we're back at the chases, um, and it's somehow a chair has been produced for Camille and Sharon. They're like both sitting on one chair, and Angela's like sitting on the bottom of the stairs, just going on and on about. So, like, if I buy this top and I don't like it, and it's past the thirty day re- return policy, and she's just kind of going on and on, and they're just staring at her like what the fuck are you talking about she was like, and they won't accept my return is <laughs> yeah. that justice <laughs> yeah <laughs> and camille's just like i i gotta go like i'm going up there to get it and she, camille starts walking up the stairs and angela's like walking backwards in front of her trying to stop her and camille kind of goes past her towards the door and angela runs over stands in front of the door she's like wait don't go in there and camille opens the door and <laughs> there's this fucking scene that is so hilarious now they've got a washcloth on rayanne's head and she's got this crocheted quilt on top of her and ricky and danielle are kind of like tending to her and she's moaning <laughs> it's just like what the fuck is going and on she does that like cartoonish like are they buying it kind of look really right quick. <laughs> yeah. oh oh no no are they looking all right oh no yeah and Danielle's like, Rayanne's not feeling very well. And she's like, water, water. <laughs> like, it's so dramatic. And Angela walks in and sees her and just can't hold her shit together. She starts cracking up. And Ricky's like, oh, no, she's choking. And runs over and, like, <laughs> tackles Angela. Like, it's, like, this whole thing is so ridiculous. And Camille's just like, this seems fine. <laughs> like, it's no, so- just the fact that Ricky instantly goes, oh, my God, she's choking. <laughs> Well, Angela's cracking up. Yeah. It's so Angela, are you funny. okay? <laughs> and she's like obviously laughing like uncontrollably. He's like, can you breathe? Can you breathe? <laughs> uh, and Danielle 
was like, she just fainted talking about Rayanne. And Ricky's like, well, not so much fainted as swooned. (laughs) (laughs) And then Sharon, Sharon kind of finally catches on to what's happening. And she's like, oh, she probably has that thing that's going around. And and Camille's just like, okay, Angela, can I talk to you? (laughs) They go out into the hall. And she thinks that maybe it has something to do with um, Rayanne's drinking. And she's like, no, 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 it's not that. And then she's like, does your mom know she's here? She's like, yeah, of course. And she's like, okay, just keep an eye on her. Bye. <laughs> it's like, okay, first of all, there's a house full of children with no adults. Someone is sick. They fainted. And you're just going to leave and leave your daughter there too? <laughs> I know. And it's like, well, I guess she's like, she trusts Patty and she trusts Angela to tell her the truth because Angela doesn't really get into trouble, really. Yeah. So it's, I guess she's just, okay, your mom knows it's totally fine. Okay, I'll leave, you know. And obviously they haven't found the handcuffs, she thinks, and just kind of lets that go and leaves. And oh my God. But like a sick (laughs) child that you've been told has fainted. Wouldn't you be like, maybe we should get you to a doctor and also everyone else get away from her so you also don't get sick? Yeah. Can we feel your forehead, child? Yeah. You know, like, or <laughs> something, anything. Yeah. Can I get you some soup? Anything, you know? Yeah. It was just, it was so weird. But she's like, okay, bye. I got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. All right. Yeah. It was, but that scene was funny. I love Ricky just <laughs> running over. She's joking. And it looks like he's like giving her the Heimlich kind of. <laughs> It's obvious she's laughing too. Right. <laughs> All right. Now we're back in like the little lobby of the B and B, and Patty's sitting on the couch. She's like surrounded by books. She looks bored out of her mind, and she is annoying the fuck out of the owner, whose name is Warren. And she asks if anyone's called for her, and he's just he, he's not a very personable, um, not landlord. What would you call him? I'm in a host or a host. Yeah. <laughs> if it's he's his just, place and he's like, has he not since the last time you asked? Yeah. Like, chill out, dude. Yeah. How about some customer service, buddy? You don't need to be running this place. Like if you're going to be yeah. this annoyed by anybody being there. Right. And I, after watching this episode for a while, the guys that played Warren, like, his voice sounds so much like, um, Brian Doyle Murray. I was like, are they related somehow? I don't know who that is. It's um Bill Murray's brother. He oh, was oh, in, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a very similar voice. Their voice, and I was like, are they related? Yeah, and they kind of look similar too, in a way. I yeah, think. they are not related. And he actually passed away like a year after my So Called Life came out. <gasps> oh no! Yeah, like a, just a random head injury. He was like oh, early fifties. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I, I went down a whole rabbit hole, like. <laughs> learning about this guy dang oh. yeah well i mean so back to a b&b let me ask you have you ever stayed at a b&b before once i did not like it you didn't like it like the how just that place in general or just the how the concept was or i i didn't like the concept it it just felt too much like staying in a stranger's home with a bunch of strangers different from a hotel because you can just do your own thing in a hotel but it was like oh you have to come down and have breakfast with these people that you don't know and it was it was just a little too i don't know was it just you and jay or it was me and my ex-husband oh okay (laughs) 
I didn't know that. Sorry. But I mean, I guess it would be different if you were there with a group and you didn't have to like, you could sit at a table with your group or with a few more people, another couple or something, you know, Yeah. it'd yeah. be a little different, you know, I, I'm sure that would be a little bit better. And depending on how big the place is mm-hmm. or how, you know, how big the rooms were, how, you know, if you had to share a bathroom or, right. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want that situation. I would rather everybody have their own bathroom if, if yeah. possible. Like the the more hotel like it is, the more I'd be into it. But the one we went out was like a pretty small, small house. There was like a shared bathroom. It was like base. Yeah, you know, it was just like basically having your own room in a house, and it was it was just weird to me. It was yeah. I wouldn't like that either. I would rather like more hotel-y like situation. Yeah. I, I kind of want to. I mean, I've always kind of wanted to run a B and B. You know, to like. And then have my own like cottage house off, you know, to the side yeah. and then run this place and, you know, a place that's kind of not somewhere in, in a deep, in a big city, but not so far from a big city, you know, and yeah. just, and I kind of wanted to, um, I kind of like this place, like the place they're in right there. It's more of a lodge. Yeah. It looks like a lodge type of place. Yeah. Which that, that place probably isn't so bad because they had several different tables. It was like a small <laughs> setting. So I would yeah. totally be into that one. And I definitely want to go to a haunted one. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, like what is it? The, the uh, Lizzie Borden B&B? I've always wanted to try that. Oh, is that a and b now? Yeah. <laughs> that has, that's got to have some weird vibes in there. Oh yeah. Apparently you can go downstairs into the basement and you can see like where there was blood stained at the bottom, like underneath the floor. On the bottom Jesus. half of the floor and stuff. Yeah. It's really creepy. That's, but Yeah. That is really creepy. It'd be interesting to see. I don't know if I'd want to stay there. I don't want to yeah. see it. <laughs> I'd be scared to stay there. <clears throat> I swear. But this Warren guy, such a jerk. Like, she's yeah. trying to talk to him. And he's just not having it. And she's like, so have you been here your whole life? <laughs> and he looks at her and goes, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what an oh. asshole. I guess this was before, like, Yelp review- reviews and stuff. So he's just oh, like, Oh, man. Whatever. He would be getting – that place would be shut down. Yeah. Yeah. He's just not into Patty at all. So he – yeah, like you said, he says, not yet, and walks away. And then the door opens, and, of course, Patty looks up, hoping it's – hoping? Hoping it's her party. <laughs> and it's a happening about hope. Yes, exactly. What's happening? I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping something's happening. Um. And this couple comes in and they've got their ice skates over their shoulders and they're kissing and they're just madly in love with each other. And Patty's just staring at them like so goofy. <laughs> just like, all right, creepy lady on the couch. And they look over at her and she's like, hi. And they just like, okay, and just keep kissing and walk away. <laughs> and then we come back and we're in Danielle's room and they're sitting on Danielle sitting on her bed and Sharon and Ricky and Angela are trying to explain the handcuffs to her. And they're like, you might be confused and we don't want you to think that. And they're just all interrupting each other. See, they're not even actually mom and dads. Okay. They're right. They're just like, they're like for fun. Okay. They're like a toy. And Angela's like a toy. Ricky's like a toy. And she's like, I don't even care. I'm not interested. And they're like, oh, great. And they all leave. And she's like, thanks. Now I'm interested. She falls, <laughs> falls dramatically back on her bed. <laughs> and now we're back in the lobby. And Patty is like shoving chocolates in her mouth and making origami swans out of the wrappers. And she like holds it up to Warren. She's like, look, I made a swan. And Warren's just like, God. But also Shut just like, up, lady. go hang out in your room, Patty. Like, why are you annoying the fuck out of this guy in the lobby? 
Um, and then finally, Cheryl, Neil, and Graham return, saying they all got tickets for jaywalking. And she's like, well, did you at least get some wine? And they're all like laughing at this inside joke. And all together, they said, we did manage to scare up some Dr. Dr. Alex. Dr. Ginger flavored favorite brandy. <laughs> but anyway, they say it together. Yeah, they all they all say it in unison. And they're like, oh, laughing. They've had this great adventure together. And Patty hones in on Cheryl. And she's like, is that Graham's sweater you're wearing? And Cheryl like cozies up to Graham. And she's like, yeah, it's so comfy and cozy. And he's like, yeah, she got cold. And Patty looks at Neil and like, why didn't you loan her your jacket? And Neil, we're starting to wonder why he's single a lot, is like, what? I was freezing. <laughs> okay, asshole. Oh, what a dick. Yeah, he's not a nice guy. So we're back in Patty's bedroom, and they're, like, stripping the sheets from the bed underneath Rayanne because she's still handcuffed to it. And they're searching for this key. And Rayanne tells Ricky that she needs to talk to Angela alone and wants him to leave. So he walks out, and Angela thinks that Ryan wants to have a heart-to-heart about what happened with Jordan, and she's just like, I don't want to talk about it. And Ryan's like, I don't want to talk about it either. And Angela's like, well, why'd you ask Ricky to leave? And she's just like, well, I have to pee, and can you get me a jar? <laughs> Angela's like, I can't believe you. <laughs> I'm sorry. That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did she go all weekend? Did she they- not poo all weekend? I mean... I mean, she's not eating much, so I guess that would be easy to not have to poop. But at some point, you, you're drinking. I know that she's drinking something, you know, and yeah. she's going to have to pee. Yeah. Uh. Awkward situation for sure. There's a lot of jumping back and forth between the Chase house and the the lodge. So now we're back at the lodge, and we're in Patty and Graham's room. And Patty is kind of folding clothes, and the key falls out of her jeans pocket, the key to the handcuffs. And Graham sees it, and she's like, oh, she handcuffs Camille had. And he's shocked. He's like, Camille? Like, oh, my gosh. They have, have you met her, Graham? Right? She's kind of sassy. This woman, um, she's a freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's into it. He's like, well, let's see him. And, of course, Patty's like, I didn't bring him. And then she's like, should I have? And he's at first he's like, no. But then he's like, mm, you know, Maybe. It would have been kind of fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, something different. So now we're back at the chases, and everyone is just laying around in and around the bed. Angela's in denial that the handcuffs belong to her parents. Danielle's feeding a sandwich to Rayanne. Um, and Rayanne's like, how much more of this do I have to take? And then Sharon suggests that there's one person who might be able to figure this out. And Angela's like, no, 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 forget it. Cut to Brian Krakow walking in. <laughs> and he's like, takes in the scene and he's like, oh my God. And Danielle's staring at him. She goes, oh my God. When he walked through the door, part of his arm touched my shoulder. I thought I would faint. I mean, swoon. <laughs> so it's funny Aww. that she still kept her crush on him, even though she was yeah. pissed at him from before. I thought she had lost it for a while there, but then all of a sudden, nope. No. Now he's back in her life. Uh, So Brian's assessing the situation and he says, well, this is really simple. I mean, a child could get her out of this. And as he says that, he kind of like points and looks over to Danielle and she's just staring all googly eyed at him. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like, all we need is wire shears. I mean, any dad has them, you know. I mean, not my dad. 
But a normal dad, like your dad, he probably has them. And Danielle's like, he doesn't. Like, first of all, how the fuck does she know what wire shears are? And how would she know whether or not Graham has them? I know. <laughs> like, like, don't assume your dad doesn't have any kind of tool in this house, in your basement that's not a basement that you have. <laughs> right. Aren't, do they even have a garage? I feel like they're always parking on the driveway. But... Yeah, they park in the driveway. I don't think they have a garage. So he probably has some. But anyway, so Brian's like, well, we can just go to the hardware store on Monday. And Rianne's like, perfect, Monday. Now we're back at the the Lodge restaurant, and Patty, Graham, Neil, and Cheryl are eating dinner. Um, Patty says that they got off to a rocky start, but that she spoke to Warren, and he's willing to be flexible about the checkout time so they can have a full seven hours of daylight tomorrow to have fun. And meanwhile, the other three are, like, taking swigs from the brandy bottle and passing it to each other. Graham takes a big swig, and then he passes it to Patty, and she's just like, no, I'm an adult. I'm not going to break the rules. And Cheryl's like, I have never met anyone like you. <laughs> and they they all start teasing her, saying, like, oh, she's so much more mature than them. I'll buy a lot. And Patty's like, oh, come on. You made me sound so stuck up or something. And they all just look at her like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just said it. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, fine. Give me that hooch. <laughs> Graham's like, oh, honey, you said hooch in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I've ever heard the term hooch, by the oh, way. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It might have been the first time I heard it, too. And I was just like, who says hooch? <laughs> Hand me that hooch. Hooch. <laughs> God, she's she's kind of magical and obnoxious all at once. <laughs> um, there used to be a drink called hooch that was really disgusting. It was kind of like a Smirnoff ice. <laughs> oh, I, I never had that. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think they make it anymore. Probably um, not. All right. So Patty takes a swig and she's like, her lips are like, purse and her pinkies up and she takes a sip from the bottle and she kind of chokes and then she's like hey that's not so bad and Cheryl's like yes woo <laughs> <laughs> you can't see the, the move I just did audience but um, and then Patty's like cheers and she takes another drink and it's so funny to me that like they're adults they're in this restaurant and they're passing this bottle like oh sneaking these sips just pour a little into the fucking glass and drink it like a normal like they're acting so overly guilty you know what I, I mean, mean? Like, there, okay so i know they don't serve alcohol but is it illegal to have alcohol i don't know it's just you know? it, they're making it seem so silly you know what i mean I know, like, like ooh, we're like teenagers sneaking behind mm -hmm. our parents back type of thing and they're making it way more obvious than it has to be. Like, just pour it in a glass and sip it. Like, you don't have to be like, well, chugging from the bottle. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. But I guess it just, it lends to the funniness of the scene. Yeah. <clears throat> so now we're back at the Chase house and Danielle is laying on her bed or laying on the bed watching Brian. She's like on her side, just like staring at him. And he's just like thinking, right? He's just sitting there thinking and. Her voiceover says, he was a genius. I had goosebumps just watching him think. <laughs> Brian's just like, maybe we can find a place that sells handcuffs by the same manufacturer. Maybe they'd have the same key. And of course, Sharon's like, well, there's the pleasure 
pleasure chest that might have some of that stuff. And they're like, oh, okay. Is it pleasure Jersey. chest or pleasure center? Pleasure center. Did I say chest? I think yes. that's the one by me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. there's, one, there's one out here called ple- pleasure chest. Yes. Pleasure center. And then they're all kind of looking and Angela's like, well, someone has to go. And they all look at Brian. <laughs> Poor Brian. And he's like, I don't even know where it is. And Sharon's like, I'll show you. <laughs> Like, okay, so you're going to put this on him. No, it's easier. For, I'm sorry. It is easier for a girl to go do this. It just is. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's just, you know, but that's what's funny. You know, like, it's like buying condoms. For some reason, it's easier for a girl to do it. Really? It just is. Like, she's not going to be the one wearing them. Right. She, you know, obviously, and it looks respectable that she wants to have safe sex and not get pregnant. Or people are like, she's a whore. <laughs> I guess, but you look, a guy doing it, it's like, I know what you're going to do, and you're going to yeah. do it. You know, it's like, it's more of a visual thing. Yeah, I get that. So maybe it's better for guys to buy tampons. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I never understood that. Like, why it was such a big thing for, like, yeah. a guy to buy a tampon for his, or pads or something for his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. And big, embarrassing thing. Like, well, yeah. you're not wearing it, and it's obvious right. you're not. It's not something you would wear. It's also funny that it's embarrassing. It's like, this is just what happens to everyone in life. You know know. what I mean? It's It's a natural part of life. It's, you know, no big deal. God. It's all funny. Perceptions are so funny. And see, if a girl buys condoms, she could be buying them for someone else. True. But if a guy buys condoms, it's most obvious it's going to be for him. He's going to buy the the big magnums and then just some regular ones, too. And you can figure out which ones I need. Oh, my God. Uh, all right, so now we're back at the restaurant, and Patty and Cheryl are drunk. They <laughs> are tipsy and being loud and obnoxious. They finished off the first bottle, and then Cheryl pulls another one out of her purse, and Patty's like, oh, I love you, Cheryl. Let's break this puppy open. Yes, sirree. <laughs> like, she's <laughs> so stupid and drunk. And Graham's like, honey, uh, you know, like, maybe you've had enough. She's like, oh, you think I'm drunk? And Warren starts to approach and she, she gets so stupid. She's like, Mayday, Mayday, play it cool. Like she's trying so, <laughs> so hard to maintain and she she's lit. And he comes up and he's like, How's everyone enjoying their dinner this evening? You know, they're all a little tipsy and they're like, Oh yeah, kind of enthusiastically, like, oh, it's good, yeah, it's fine, blah, 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 blah. And Patty's like, that means he hates it. Like she's like loudly whispering to Warren. <laughs> she's like, but I don't want you to feel bad, Warren, because you see, he's a food snob. He hates anything he doesn't fix himself. Cram's like, Patty. She's like, no, Warren is a very sensitive person and he's my friend and we speak all the time now. <laughs> she's like brushing his tie. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's running her hand down his tie. She's like, as a matter of fact, we speak today when you left me here all alone. Right, Warren? <laughs> <laughs> just like Warren's like oh my god this fucking woman he just turns around and walks away like he doesn't even acknowledge it and they're all just kind of laughing and Patty's like Drunk we Patty pulled is fun she is fun <laughs> and she's like we pulled that off and then pours glass or brandy into a glass finally I'm like why weren't you doing this the whole time but she fills <laughs> up her glass with brandy and continues drinking I like drunk Patty she is a lot of fun she is. She's really fun. She was like, oh, no, I guess we're going to have to take the edge off now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And like, and I don't think the guys are drinking much of this. I think now it's just Cheryl and Patty just drinking all of this brandy. Oh, totally. Which God, just drinking drinking brandy straight. Oh. No, I I have brandy for like I put it in eggnog. Oh yeah, I mean stuff like that. Yeah, but straight. No. Ugh. Mm-mm. Um, especially it sounds like it's cheap ass brandy. So. Hmm. All right, so now we're back at the Chase household, and Brian is walking in, uh, assumedly coming back from the Pleasure Center, and he's kind of annoyed, and he sees Angela. He's like, you would not believe who we ran into around the corner from the Pleasure Center. And she looks out the window, and Sharon and Kyle are just going at it on the porch, making out. She's trying to stop him, but doesn't really want him to stop. And then meanwhile, his jock friend is just like two feet away, just like drinking a beer watching him. (laughs) I know. I know it's funny, like from that, like, because you kind of see more of his silhouette. Yeah. Right. You don't really see him. And from his silhouette, he looks like Josh Charles. I don't know. You know, who Josh that is. Charles, he's, uh, do you ever see um, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Yes. So the the guy that works at the, the clown dog place that delivers the food and his sister works at where she works, oh, she God. falls for him. And he's been in a lot of movies. And TV yeah. I think he was on The, uh, the Good Wife recently more recently and a lot of other things but that's who he looks like to me i'm looking him up at least from the silhouette now when they show him later on it doesn't look like him at all yeah 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 that 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 nose got a very similar nose Mm -hmm. yeah but i just thought it was weird (laughs) like but she's like kyle call you have to like you have to leave and he's like, okay, but I just need to use the bathroom. So she lets him in. And apparently there's not a bathroom downstairs in this house because he goes upstairs to use the bathroom. I know. I thought that was kind of weird. I'm like, you don't have a bathroom downstairs for like the public to use? Like- right? Yeah. <laughs> like at least a powder room or something, you know? You would seems- think the perfect place would be like just past the stairs, like before mm-hmm. the back door. Yeah. For the bathroom. That'd be perfect yeah. for that. Or even exactly. through like the, the office desk place that's kind of on the other side of the stairs, you know, maybe there would be yeah. one going out of there that would kind of go under the stairs. Yeah, there, there's got it. Yeah, it'd be really weird to not have something on the first floor. So he's coming up to use the bathroom. Meanwhile, Brian goes back into the room and he's waking Rayanna up saying, hey, I got the keys. And she's like, oh, cracko, we never did it with you on top before. Just being totally Rayanne. Yeah. He's like, can we keep this professional? She's like, but you're my knight in shining armor. And then she sees the key and she's like, wait a second. This key is too big. It won't fit. Krakow, you're such an idiot. And he's like, quit moving, will you? She's like, no, it's too big. And right at this moment, Kyle just like walks in and he sees Brian kind of standing over Rayanne, who's on the bed saying it's too big. And he's just like, oh, hi. And then he looks over to the other side of the room and like Angela, Danielle, Ricky are all just piled on a chair watching. He's like eating the Cracker Jacks. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, and he kind of closes the door and Phil, who isn't that the one that Rayanne was making out with in the room? I think so. Maybe I think the name was Phil, but he's like, you will not believe uh, Brian Krakow has Rayanne Graff chained to a bed and they're all watching and they, they just kind of laugh and then through the door you hear Krakow stop it's too big it won't fit (laughs) (laughs) that was probably when I originally watched this the most memorable scene of the entire series really because it was just so funny (laughs) but you know what overhearing that and him not knowing what's going on yeah 
that would have made Brian Krakow a legend. Right? Because <laughs> he would have told that story to everybody. Yeah. Brian Krakow was too big. Rayanne Graff couldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a really funny scene. <clears throat> Back to the restaurant and... Patty and Cheryl are bonding. They're totally wasted. Cheryl's talking about all her ex-boyfriends. Um, and then Warren walks up and Patty's like, whoa, it's Mr. Bed and Breakfast Man. Dur, 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 dur. <laughs> like, <laughs> being so obnoxious. And he's like, can I get you folks anything else? And Graham's like, no, 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 we're done. We're going to go up to our room. And he's like, what a wonderful idea for our other patrons. <laughs> Such an they are being obnoxious though yeah they were being super especially for such a small place yeah like you know they're just ruining everyone's night um but no patty wants an ice cream sundae and she grandma's like no but she looks at warren just kind of stares at him and he's like fine one ice cream sundae so he walks away and she tries to take a drink but just spills it all over herself and she sarcastically is like, I spilled. No, wait a second. I know. Somebody loaned me a sweater. And Ooh. Graham, mm -hmm. Cheryl didn't catch on, but Graham looks at her like, uh, okay, I'm going to hear about this fucking sweater thing later. And she's like, did you get that? Did you get it? <laughs> <laughs> totally clueless. And then she's like, this is going to stain. And she like starts to take her top off. Which Warren freaks out about, but I'm like, she has a like a tank top on under it. Like, I get like the act of like pulling your top off is a little strange, but it's not like she was in a bra underneath it, you know? Right. I mean, it was it was um, it wasn't a tank top. It was like what do you call that? That a camisole or something. yeah, it's like yeah. The, the undershirt, you know? Yeah. It, it's kind of serving as it's probably one of those ones with a built-in bra. Yeah, could be, but she but it was just like, but it's not like she was naked or no. you know. But, but it still. was she wasn't dressing at the table. Right. Yeah. Like, over her head undressing. <laughs> yeah. And then Warren's like, that's enough. But I have to ask you all to go to your room. So she's like, excuse me, I'm an adult. And he's like, that's a judgment call, ma'am. <laughs> and then Graham picks her up and throws yeah. her over his shoulder. She was like, I thought we were friends, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> I want my ice cream. <laughs> Just one little scoop. And they're like carrying her off. And then she's like, this isn't so bad. We <laughs> like just <laughs> And Cheryl's still sitting at her and she's like, I really admire her. <laughs> Warren's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was fun. Drunk Patty. That was a good drunk Patty time. <laughs> All right. Now back at the chases. Danielle's kind of sleeping on the bed and Danielle walks up to the door to kind of looks in and then starts to walk away. But Rayanne sees her. She's like, no, come in. And Danielle runs and jumps on the bed. And Rayanne says she's too bored to sleep and asks Danielle to do her a favor. And Danielle's like, I could do it for money. And Rayanne's like a girl after my very own heart. Okay, here's what you do. You go down to the liquor cabinet. You get me a bottle. Anything brown. I'll give you a dollar. Danielle's like, nope. She's two dollars. Danielle says, it's wrong to drink. And Rayanne's like, you have a real miserable side to you. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> but good on Danielle. She knows the situation. Yeah. Yeah. She's being very mature in this instance. She's like, my parents say you're a bad influence. Like, why do you do the things you do? And Rayanne's like, I don't know. See, okay. When I look at myself, I see everything in like slow motion. And I think 
something has to happen. Only it never does. So I have to make it happen. And Danielle's just like, wow, <laughs> you know, like deep. And then she hands her a cracker, the Cracker Jacks box, and she's like, they're brown. <laughs> and it's like, that they are. <laughs> Not quite the same. Nope. <laughs> the next morning, Patty wakes up and she is very hungover and she sees Graham packing and he's like, good morning, sunshine. By the way, we've been asked to leave. <laughs> and she's just like, you could tell she's had a rough night. Oh, my God. And she looks like hell. Yeah. Like they did a good job with this makeup, making her look like the whole, like, you know, color drained from her face mm-hmm. and the circles under her eyes. And it wasn't, like, over-the-top looking. It looked right. like a real hangover. Yeah. It was really good. And then we go back to the Chase house, and Angela is, like, looking in, and she sees Rayanne and Danielle spooning. Like, they <laughs> fell asleep spooning, which was kind of sweet <laughs> yeah but the thing is how can she tell danielle's in that bed she's so much smaller than rayanne that you can't see i mean from that angle she would not be able to see her on the other side of rayanne that's true there. but you know yeah magic of movie making i guess that's right back at the hotel both couples are kind of exiting their their rooms in the hallway patty's got her sunglasses on because you know she's super hungover and she starts to apologize. She's like, I just want to apologize for what happened last night. And Cheryl, I didn't think I gave you a fair chance. And Cheryl's like, to do what? Like She's so clueless. <laughs> and Patty doesn't even want to address it. She's like, the four of us should get together, you know, go out when we get back. And Neil's like, actually, Cheryl and I decided to keep things casual for now. And Cheryl's like, we didn't decide to, things, to keep things casual. We broke up. You don't want to see me anymore. I got out of the shower this morning and Neil was on the phone with Marla. She's like, I guess it was partly my fault. I take really short showers. <laughs> so it was your fault for hearing the phone conversation or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they're back at the chases. And I guess they've decided that they're going to take the bed apart to try to get Rayanne out of there. And they're like, just do it. And Brian's like, that's the beauty part. I don't have to take the whole bed apart, just the headboard. And like, as they do it, the whole bed just like falls apart. I don't understand how that happened. How the hell did you disconnect the entire bed? There's no way they would have had to unscrew like both ends where the footboard and stuff is. But like, yeah, because he's up at the headboard and then all of a sudden everything just like falls down. Lord. (laughs) Dramatic effect. But... Rayanne is still handcuffed. So on the road back from the B&B, they stop at a gas station and Patty is apologizing to Graham. She's like, look, how do I put this? I acted like an idiot. I made a fool of myself, but you still shouldn't have left me all alone all day while you were on your liquor hunt. And Graham's like, I have no idea it would take so long. Besides, it didn't seem to matter to them. Like, what does that mean? Because she's like, didn't seem to matter to who? I don't know. And you know what? If it was going to take him that long, call. Call the yeah. B&B and say, by the way, this is what's going on. You don't just leave her sitting there all day. Yeah. There had to be a payphone somewhere that they could use. He knows his wife. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you exactly. know her. Yeah. He know that she would be stewing and worried. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, well, what about what matters to me? I mean, there I am. I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm worrying and I'm feeling like the minutes are ticking by. And then you tell me that you're late because you had to look under her hood. Oh, Graham's like, um, what are we talking about here? 
Freudian slip. Yeah. But then Cheryl walks up and she's like, no, I have to say, I think this was really fun. I think we should all do it again sometime, but only without Neil. <laughs> I agree. If there had yeah. been a second season, they should have made Cheryl come back and be a friend to Patty who like helps her right? loosen up a little. Right. Be her Ray Ann, basically. Yeah. Oh, fan fiction. Um, I've got a whole list of fan fiction. If only I was a writer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back again. There's like a lot of scene jumping back and forth at this point. Back in Patty's bedroom, they're all like hanging onto the headboard. And Brian's like, okay, on three, one, two, three. And they lift the top of the headboard and Rayanne is free. She gives Brian a big kiss and then she grabs her stuff to leave. And Angela's like, don't you dare leave now. And she grabs her purse and they start to like struggle and they're yelling at each other. And Angela's like, I can't believe you. You're like this curse that's just destroying my life. You can't just walk out and expect us to clean up after you. You're like this living, breathing, bad luck omen. Meanwhile, the phone is ringing and Danielle goes and answers it. And she answers it in the room where they're yelling at each other. How would Patty not hear this? Right? And so Danielle hangs up and she like yells. She's like, hey, hey, mom's going to be home in 20 minutes. (laughs) And they're all just like, shit. So then the frantic cleanup and putting the bed back together begins. And like the entire place is trashed. They show the downstairs living room. and It's just there's board games, there's blankets, there's food wrappers. Like the whole place is trashed, which is funny because every time we've seen them, they've just been in the bedroom. So yeah. it's kind of funny I guess they that- slept. I guess the others slept downstairs when Rayanne was sleeping upstairs. And they just kind of had a little slumber party downstairs. Yeah, that's true. Nothing I can think of. So we like cut from the place being trashed to Patty and Graham walking in the front door and Patty has this look on her face and they're like, oh shit, did they not get it in time? But she's kind of in awe that the place looks completely put together. So they in somehow- In 20 minutes. In 20 minutes. I know. They I put mean, the that's, bed back together. They clean up all the trash. That's when you just throw everything into either a closet or a bag and throw that bag in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what they did. Yeah. Um. And then they walk into the bedroom and like everyone is just laying on their bed and like they turn on this fishing show. <laughs> well, we're just all just sitting here watching a fishing show. And the door was closed. too. Yeah. <laughs> it was a door. And like all these kids sitting in their room mm-hmm. watching. I'm like, uh, my first words would be, what the hell are you all doing in my room? Yeah. Like, why are you in here? Especially. Well, I guess she doesn't know that Camille didn't get the handcuffs. But so Patty's kind of like. She's still very hungover and she's giving the room a once over. And of course she finds the one thing that's out of place. And she sees that there's a Cracker Jack box on the floor, like near the dresser. And she goes to pick it up and Danielle jumps off the bed and is like, sorry. She goes to grab it. And Patty's like, why are you guys all in my room? Or I prefer you wouldn't watch TV in my room. And she's like pulling out stuff out of her pocket. And she has the key that she like sets down on the dresser. And of Mm -hmm. course, Danielle just hones in on it. (laughs) Like She knows what's going on. And Danielle kind of like grabs it. And then Angela's talking to to Patty. Meanwhile, Danielle's like, Angela, Angela. And Patty turns around. She's like, what is it, Danielle? And Danielle hugs her. She's like, I really missed you. And as she hugs her, she like shows Angela the key behind Patty's back. Angela grabs the key, gives it to Ricky. And it's like passing all the hands to get to Danielle. And then Angela... Yeah, sorry. To Rayanne. <laughs> I'm into this. <laughs> and uh, so Angela now hugs Patty from behind. She's like, oh, I really missed you too. Mom trying to shield her from what's going on on the bed. 
And Patty has no idea. She's just like, oh, my God, my girls missed me. And Graham walks out and he's like, what the hell's going on here? No, first of all, like, they would smell the liquor just seeping out of her pores True. when they hugged her. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. still looked like hell. And it's yeah. like, damn, because you know that smell. You know when somebody goes out drinking and you go into the room like the night after they've slept, all you smell is like all what they drank, the beer or whatever. Yeah. It, just, it doesn't never smells good at all. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So finally, when they have her uncuffed, everybody kind of runs out the door and like, bye. Um, and Graham is just like, what a weird weekend. <laughs> and Patty's like, I know, but we never had a chance to reconnect. And they start kissing again. And then they fall on the bed and land on the handcuffs. And they're both like, ow. And Graham gets this look on his face like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You want to give these a try? <laughs> like, how is she this horny and she's hungover? Right? Like, I'm well, sorry, she- no. I want to lay down for a little while. <laughs> Give me a little bite to eat. Yeah. And then maybe later. Or maybe she has to be hungover to be in the mood. Who knows? Hmm, that's her kink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, like, through the door, they're giggling, and you can hear, like, the handcuffs, like, like being put on the clinks of the handcuffs. And Graham's like, um, Patty, wait a second. Where's the key? And <laughs> she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And then they cut to kind of Angela saying goodbye as everyone's walking out the door one by one. She kind of gives Ricky a kiss. She like touches Brian's arm and he's just like, oh, oh." (laughs) and then leaves. And then Rayanne's the last one. And she tells Ricky that she wants to talk to Rayanne alone, closes the door. And Rayanne kind of throws her words back at her. Look, I don't want to get to any big discussion or anything. And Angela's like, neither do I. Well, then why'd you ask me to stay? And Angela, like, puts her hand out. She's like, the key. And she just stares at Rayanne. And Rayanne stares back for a second and then kind of smirks and, like, pulls the key, like, out of her bra <laughs> and hands it to her. <laughs> and Angela's like, I knew you couldn't resist. And then Rayanne calls her a party pooper and leaves. Angela, like, closes the door and she leans against it. She's like, weekend from hell. And Danielle's on the couch and her voiceover is like, that was the best weekend of my entire life. <laughs> And it, it would be actually as a even as a teenager, you still would be like that so much happened that, that you yeah. could talk about with other people. Yeah, probably stressful during for Angela, but then afterwards you're like, well, that was kind of fun. Yeah. But then she looks at Danielle and she's like, by the way, thanks. And Danielle's like, so what are we doing next weekend? Angela's like, we are not doing anything. And she starts going up the stairs and Danielle's following her. She's like, we could see what Brian's doing. And I was like, Danielle. I really like Rayanne. Danielle. <laughs> just... <laughs> so now the parents are back and she can like shoo her away again. Um, so then there are, there are the credits, but then there's like an after scene after the credits where mm-hmm. you're just seeing the TV with the fishing show on and you're hearing like Patty and Graham talk back and forth to each other. And Patty's like, Graham, come on. This isn't funny. He's like, I know. I'm sorry. Look, it's a little funny. And then he's like, okay, okay, I'm looking. So he's looking for the key and he's like, I just don't see it. Patty's like, I don't believe this. It's got to be here. I just had it. Did you check behind the dresser? Graham, Graham. And you could tell Graham's distracted. He's like watching what's going on on the fishing. Whoa, (laughs) look at the size of that baby. That's a keeper. Yeah. See, you fry that up (laughs) like he's thinking about cooking it. (laughs) And Patty's like, I don't believe this. And then he's like, oh, you know what we need? wire shears 
And she's like, no, don't, don't leave. And he's like, you know, the type of guy who has wire shears, Bob Krakow. <laughs> I'm going to go ask Bob Krakow if I could buy, borrow his wire shears. And Patty's like, Ram, Ram, don't leave. And he's like, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> and he's like, I'll be right back. And then she's like, can you just see what else is on? <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> yes. That would be so much torture being stuck in a room watching oh this stupid fishing God. show. Yes. Ugh. So boring. Oh, that was a perfect. I love that episode. It was so good. So much fun. Yeah. I wish they Not had a- more episodes like that throughout the series, but mm-hmm. you know. I like that it wasn't like super drama, you know, like there's yeah. a lot of teenage angst drama in the show, which they do really well and I like, but it's good to have these fun episodes thrown in there too. And it was a good next to like, because the last episode's a lot more serious. So it's like, yeah. at least they had something light to, you know, kind of ease you into the last episode. Yeah. So, yeah. But they didn't know it. What they didn't know it was the last episode, right? They got canceled, like, kind of yeah, abruptly. Yeah, we'll get to that soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, okay. but we had something fun to watch. And uh, what did you guys think, audience? Tell us what you thought about weekend. And if you ever had a fun, weird weekend or something like this when you were a teenager, where things seemed to go awry, but you managed to bring it around at the end. Uh, I think all of us did in some way or form. I don't know. I can't remember right off the top of my head, but I'm sure if I thought about it for a while, I could think of something. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, thank you for listening and make sure you listen to Kay and her husband, Jay on fuck my work life. And you can find her at FMWL pod on any social media platform. The rewatch recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at The Rewatch Recap, or you can find me on TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week for the final episode of my so-called life. Yeah. All right. (laughs) It'll be okay, Kay. It'll be okay, Kay. Okay, <laughs> Kay. Okay, Kay. All right. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Bye.